Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Woman of God in Business podcast. I am your host, Janae Moore, and I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting and listening to the podcast when we first dropped and launched. Season one is complete, and as we enter into this new year, we are also entering into a new season. So I want to welcome you to season two of the Woman of God in Business podcast titled The Vessel Series. And in this Vessel Series, I am bringing a lot of surprises and excitement, and it is going to be jam-packed with seven episodes. This series will encompass our environment what we feed our vessel, godly community, full submission, knowing and sharpening our gifts, walking in our purpose, and everything that comes with that and so much more. It's very important that we tackle this next season with not only our women, but with our men of God too, because we are all vessels and we have to work together in order for the body of Christ to be the most efficient and effective. So as we enter into this new series, I will leave you with this quote to reflect on. In everything we do, whether it is in our business or our walk with God, it is important to approach our endeavors with intentionality. So in the next seven episodes, we will discuss how to increase the intensity of those intentions. As a vessel of honor. Episode six, surroundings. What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Women of God in Business podcast. This is your host, Janae Moore, and I'm so excited to bring this series for you guys. God downloaded this series in a unique way. Um, It started with just one episode and it has blossomed. It's called the Vessel Series and we are vessels of Christ. And so it's important that we break down the what, the how, and the why regarding being a vessel. Um, We're going to talk about things that will equip us, what tools we need to be a strong, healthy vessel of God. And in this episode specifically, we will discuss the importance of our surroundings and what it means to be a vessel of honor. So welcome to episode six, surroundings. I have a very special guest. (laughs) And not only is it a special guest, but it is a co-host. And it's not a woman this time. We are going to be tackling the Vessel Series with a man of God, and his name is Robert Sanders Jr., or Rob for short. Hey, Rob. Hey, hey, hey. It is Um, an honor and a privilege to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. I want to not only talk about the importance of walking into this new season with our men of God, um... But like I said in our intro, it is important that we all work together and bridge the gap between the men of God and the women of God so that we can be effective and efficient and build the body of Christ 
And so as we enter into this vessel series, we get to hear from a, a female and a male perspective on how to be um, a vessel of honor. And I want you to introduce yourself, Rob, so that everyone knows who they're going to be spending the next seven episodes with. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I've told you this, but we've been working on doing some affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to try and do this affirmation for what I've been doing in regards to my identity. And this is the first time I've done it like out loud. I've only done it in my room. But we're gonna we're gonna see what happens, you know? Okay. So uh I'm a child and son of the most high God, Jesus the Christ. I am the firstborn son to Robert Sr. and Monique Sanders, and I am the middle child of them both, and I have a younger brother and an older sister. I am the CEO and founder of Vessel of Honor, fifth-year college student, graduate in a few months, and, um, you know, God is good, and I just appreciate the amount of time, investment, and effort that has gone into making me who I am. So I'm just grateful. Yeah, God is good. God is so good. Thank you for introducing yourself, Rob. Um, Rob has a very unique story and he has a business and he has a nonprofit and he's being super humble, but we'll get into that as we go along the series and it'll make so much sense why he is the co-host for this series in particularly. Um, but we will jump into us being vessels. So every time I look into something specific, I have to look up the definition and what it says on Google. And the scientific definition of a vessel is a duct or a canal holding or conveying blood or other liquid fluid. And then I broke it down and I was like, okay, so what is a blood vessel? A blood vessel is a tube through which the blood circulates in the body. Blood vessels include a network of arteries, veins, and a whole bunch of other stuff. When God initially gave me this episode, it's titled Surroundings because this actually does have a lot to do with our environment, what's around us, what we feed our vessels, whether that's with our mind, our eyes, our ears, what are we putting into our vessels, who are we surrounding ourselves with, and the importance of that vital nutrients when it comes to everything that we surround ourselves with right. and how that relates to the vessel that we become and how we can operate. Mm. Yeah, my definition of vessel really connected to that. Mine is a little bit more, uh, what can I say, day-to-day -day use. So at the basic, most basic form of when I think about a vessel, it has like three different, three different uses in a sense. So the first is a hollowed out container or a utensil that is used for a specific purpose. And then 
when that container is being used, you can pour out its countenance or whatever is on the inside of that vessel into something else. It's vessels in a sense of a ship or a boat or because they transport things from one destination to the next destination. And it's all used for a specific purpose mm-hmm. and it's a created item, something that was crafted into what it is and then used for a specific purpose. So, mm. yeah. So when we take those two definitions and we relate it to like the regular day-to-day purposes, vessels operate in a purpose for a reason to carry out this plan in our body or in the world. And so if we look at it through the eyes of Christ, we were created to carry out a specific plan. And you can't just have one vessel. If you have, if I had a vessel in my hand right now and it wasn't connected to anything, then it would be a dead vessel. Mm. It has to be connected to a source and it has to be surrounded and operating with other vessels because those vessels work together to all carry out the same. So I wanted to make sure that we specifically touched on that and what a vessel was because it's going to help us in this conversation of how we can be a vessel, what it is and what it looks like in the sense of in our business and in our spiritual walk. Mm. You, 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 you can just, we can't skip over what you just said. You said <laughs> a vessel has to be connected to the source. Yeah. Mm. A vessel has to be connected to whatever created it. Mm-hmm. And like-minded containers or vessels that have the same purpose around it. Mm-hmm. because that's when it's used to the best of its ability, when it's most effective, and it has the greatest purpose to what it was to be used for. Mm-hmm. It has to be connected to that source, though. If you don't understand what the source of your vessel is, which is, like, synonymous to what its purpose is, mm-hmm. you're bound to be abused mm. by not only outside sources but you're bound to abuse yourself because you don't know what your purpose is because you're not connected to the source oh Mm. (laughs) that was good you can't just skip over that so as we talk about like what a, a vessel actually is by the definition i'm sure people have questions of like how can i be a vessel um what is it and then i want you to talk a little bit about vessel being a vessel of honor yeah so when uh you think about a vessel and a vessel of honor i think there's distinct differences but you can be one which can lead you to be the next if that makes sense so um to be a vessel you need to yield yourself to the work of the one who created you or created it so in order to be a good pitcher, you need to be able to hold 
liquid or countenance inside of it. So a picture is unuseful is that if there's a hole inside of it. If a picture is not able to hold what's inside of it, then pour it out into something else, which is a cup, which is a bowl, which is whatever, then it's not being used to its greatest capacity. So in order for you to be a vessel, you have to be yielded or be doing the work that you were created to do. So when you think about that and you translate that to your own personal and you as a human being, you need to yield yourself to the work in which you were created to do. Mm -hmm. So that's how you become a vessel, both literally, but also as you as a person. You need to yield yourself to the work in which the creator made you to do, which we know is Jesus the Christ and God himself. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, what is a vessel of honor? This vessel of honor is inspired by uh, 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21. And in this scripture, it talks about how some for special purposes and some for common purposes, but he made us all to be useful vessels and then it says, uh, I'm summarizing, but if you uh, forsake the lust of the flesh and uh, yielding yourself to the work of the enemy, which is Satan, then the Lord will anoint you to be a vessel unto honor that is useful to God and prepared for every good work. With these, we could say, okay, a vessel of honor is something that God is using for a specific purpose. It's a member of the body of Christ and someone who is either used for a special purpose or for a common purpose, but it's all used for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. So those are really the criteria that I've gleaned from both the scripture as well as just you know, presenting myself before the Lord and like just listening to what is what is a vessel and then what is a vessel of honor? Because that is what the whole my at least my whole organization is is founded on. So you need to be purposeful and have an intent behind everything that you that you push out, you know. Right. We all do have a purpose and being useful vessels, that is us carrying out this purpose. And it's not our purpose, it's God's purpose for us. And so with that comes in your day-to-day, -day, in your business. If you don't have a business, whatever you're doing in your life, we God created us to be useful. And he placed a purpose in us. So that kind of ties in and works together with being a vessel. But you got to understand that you have a purpose and you don't have to know exactly what your purpose is, but it ties into how you can be this vessel. If people have questions like, oh, well, what's a vessel and what's a vessel of honor? What What's the, the honor part? So when I think about honor, I think about a order of respect in a sense. I remember one time my dad, my dad had sat me down and he explained this listing of order between disrespect and then honor and he said there is such a a protocol and a list of like 
infringements that you can do before you even get to disrespect and dishonor. So in this list, he said, okay, there's honor, which is admiring the character, admiring the integrity, admiring the useful purpose that you have. So it's honor, then there's respect. We know what respect is. You uh, mm -hmm. you have a reverential sense of fear you because you respect it. There's a reverential sense that you have to things or people that you respect, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's honor, then it's respect, then it is disrespect. If you have an honor system set in place intrinsically in your own heart where you admire the people that are around you, then you respect the people that's around you. So when he explained this to me, it kind of gave me a sense of like admiration that I needed to have just in the sense of how I perceive the world, how I perceive the worth of people. And when you do that, you're bound to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord because love is the greatest, the greatest commandment. Love is the greatest rule and love is honor. Honor is one of the greatest demonstrations of love. Mm -hmm. And so I think that translates into how you were saying the respect aspect. If we respect and honor God, then we'll respect and honor ourselves and in return, mm -hmm. respect and honor the people around us. And it wow. all it all works hand in hand to creating this healthy vessel. So going back to vessels, now that we have a good understanding of what a vessel is, um, taking it deeper and talking about that vessel of honor, we can understand that vessels thrive from their surroundings. Um, and any time that a vessel is obstructed, damaged, broken, infected, they can cause the body to not function correctly or in a healthy way. So if we are vessels for Christ, and we're supposed to be vessels for Christ, but we are surrounded by toxicity and we cannot function properly. And there's stuff around us that's not supposed to be around us. If we've let stuff in that is making us unpure and mm. unclean, then we're not going to be able to function properly in the way that God intended us to in a healthy way. With that being said, said whatever that we consume becomes one with us whoever we surround ourselves with their ways become our ways and just like we can affect things and people they can affect us and so it's important that when we're talking about vessels and we got the definition we got what it is and now we start to bring in okay what's the the use of vessels like we talked about in the beginning it can't there can't just be one vessel if it's not connected to anything it won't work and mm -hmm. if it's not surrounded by other vessels they won't work but the key is they have to be healthy vessels too mm -hmm. cuz if we have something that's blocking us if we have like a blocked artery that can you especially right. depending on where it's at just think if something is like in your heart and wow. if if something is causing toxicity to that area, sometimes you don't get a lot of warning before something bad happens. 
a heart attack or whatever. Blood clot. Right. And so that that stops us from being purposeful to God and carrying out what he put us on this earth to do. In the sense of a godly community, you can pull in like Proverbs 13, 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, um, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Um, God tells us in so many places that it is very important with who we surround ourselves with in so many places in the Bible that's important. And like you said, the love, Proverbs seventeen seventeen. a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, God places people and things around you for a reason intentionally to be a resource so that you can ultimately carry out your purpose the most effectively for him. Um, so in and in the Bible, it says, man, it's not good for man to be alone. He's telling us all of these things. And although, yes, we're here for a reason and a purpose, he also gives us other tools and other people and surrounds us with all of these things so that we can do that. There's different levels to what he's giving us because it all works together for that greater purpose. Amen. You know, it also says in Corinthians, it says, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. And in another translation, it says, bad com- bad company ruins good morals. Mm-hmm. And um, then you were talking about the Lord gives us the tools to be successful and effective. In Proverbs 27, it says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. So these are all these all these scriptures are evidence of the importance of the community that is around you. The importance of having not only community, but godly community. Mm-hmm. Community that keeps you accountable. Community that tells you, okay, you know, we should we should go this way instead of that way, Rob. We should aspire to be better, have a a standard that not only is a symbol of who we want to be for ourselves but also who we implant and impact outwardly Hmm. so this godly community and this good company that you keep around you it has to be intentional and it has to be what the lord says that you need in your life psalms 1 it says blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. So these these scriptures are stuff that we have to meditate on, to get inside of our hearts so that when the opportunity for good company, for the opportunity for iron that's going to sharpen my iron, when they present themselves, we are willing to accept it. But we have to have these scriptures in our hearts, on the tablets of our heart, so that we can embody them, so that we can accept the love when the love presents itself. But if we have 
no word inside of us will allow fear to cut off the opportunity to accept love. Mm. We'll cut it off. But God wants us to have access to not only love directly from him, which is vertical, but also love that comes from one another, from our brothers and our mm -hmm. Christ and our sisters in Christ, which is horizontal. So we have to have both of those accesses open. But so many times since we don't know the word, fear obstructs our ability to be loved and to give love. Mm -hmm. so, so intentional the way that we have to know what the word says about us and know what God thinks about us. Because if mm -hmm. we don't, we'll allow the world to tell us, then we become timid, we become fearful, and we stop being a standard. Mm. The standard that we hold ourselves to, that's a reflection of what our standard is for ourselves. What we think about ourselves, how we love ourselves, mm. that comes from, it stems from the relationship we have with God. So when talking about a godly community, you have to talk about your standard because who you hang around, is, they're a direct reflection of you. Mm. You know, we all have uh, like a preconceived notion of what self-sabotage is. I think this is really closely linked to this this standard that we're talking about. But I believe there's a greater nuance to self-sabotage that many of us don't know. So for for many people, we believe that self-sabotage is not accepting what the love that is around us is, where we're scared to allow someone to love us based on our past trauma and our past suffering at the account of somebody who's totally not even in the situation at the current time, right? Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, what self-sabotage really is, is you accepting exactly what you think you deserve, which is your standard. When you think about this, you base what you accept and what you don't accept on what you think you deserve or what your standards of your life accept. You're not going to mm -hmm. accept anything that you don't think you deserve. So it's so important when you have these standards that they line up with the word and what, what God thinks about you. Because if they don't, you will accept something or someone that will inevitably inevitably abuse you because that's what you think you deserve because mm. your identity and your self-worth is not rooted in the correct things. You know, everybody, everybody claims that they love themselves and that, oh, this is my self-love season and this is that, that. But I would implore, I would, challenge you to love yourself enough to trust what God knows about you over the opinions of what people think about you. Mm. Love yourself enough to read your word and accept the love of Christ. Yeah. See what he thinks about you despite what people may say, what people may do, 
what people may think and treat you as. God doesn't think about you that way. Mm-hmm. But people may take back their love based on what you do. But the word says that God loves you unconditionally, disregarding him, disregarding what he said, disregarding what he told us to do. He still sent his son to die for us. He lived a perfect life without sin, blameless. So that is how we should view ourselves. And when you view yourself like that, you don't accept foolishness. Because you know that the Lord loves me too much for me to accept somebody who only loves me in spite of what I do. That only loves me in spite of my performance and how good I am or how bad I am. Or the people that would that take their love back based on your performance, they shouldn't mm-hmm. be in your life. Talk about they should it. Not be in your life. Cause they're abusive. God loves us too much to have us sitting at the hands of an abuser continually. But if you don't know that he thinks about you that way, you will accept it. Yeah. So it's so important. How we let people treat us is really kind of a reflection of what we think about ourselves. Like you said, mentorship, wise, godly mentorship. That's something that we need. What do I need to be doing? Who do I need to? Should I be friends with this person? Should are they pushing me towards my purpose? Um, getting that unbiased uh, opinion from someone or advice from someone that has been through a little bit more, or like maybe a little older than you, who just has that wisdom that mm. they can pour into you. We have to have that. Because if we're not getting poured into, we not only can we not pour back out properly, but we're not going to know if what we're doing is wrong or not. Right. Um, Especially if we're not spending time with God and we don't have any other wise counsel, Mm. then then you just are doing whatever you want to do. And that's when we often find ourselves slipping the most. Right. And this is both business-wise and spiritually. Mm -hmm. In business settings and in your walk with Christ, mentorship is is vital. You know, the word says that in the counsel of of godly men and women, there is safety. Many times our generation and our our youth, we, we have issues with authority. And we have issues with subordinating ourselves to just authority in general. So when it comes to having mentorship and allowing ourselves to sit at the feet of people who know God and that have a life and a track record of knowing God, we we disregard it because we just have an issue with authority in general. Oh, he can't tell me nothing. He he don't even he ain't never been what I've been. He woo woo. You know, this is this is the mindset that many of our peers have. The Bible says that uh my people perish for a lack of knowledge. In mentorship and godly counsel, knowledge comes. But if you don't set mm-hmm. yourself 
in these spaces, you hurt yourself. And it's so detrimental because you run into things that you have, you smack into instead of seeing it beforehand because you refuse to accept wise counsel. So your, your learning curve is not shortened, but it's extended because you want to go through it by yourself. But like you said, without community, it's impossible for you to be an effective vessel because vessels need community, you know? Yes. Now we think about our environment. Um, we think about the series of events that are happening to us. And think about the things that are affecting us, that are surrounding us. And stepping aside from the Gali community, events that are happening to us often are also a reflection of our surroundings and what we are allowing to be around us. In the trials and tribulations that we face in our life, we have to remember that God is going to allow a series of events to happen in order to place us in a spot to meet just the right people or person in order to help us complete our purpose. Mm. And I have to refer to Romans 8, 28, and it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. On a personal note, in the past, I have questioned, like, why I had someone in my life? Why they come in? What was the purpose? What was the purpose of the heartbreak? Why did this friend have to come and go? Why did they have to say this? Why did this have to happen? What season was this? Uh, what was this serving? Why are things so hard right now? Is it a punishment? Like, running all of these things down in my head. And even with this platform, Women of God in Business, why did God tell me to wait? There was a a long pause that he had me, pause, <laughs> that he had <laughs> me do. Um, and I was like, God, did I move too prematurely? Did I do something wrong? Uh, was it not you I was hearing from, but was it my own voice? Like just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And now I know in this time, this time in my life, that everything that I had to go through, every person I lost, every wait, every not yet um, that God has given me, it was all setting me up for a bigger purpose, for an actual plan that God had and not what I had. Um, I had to make certain connections and meet people and cross paths. And I had to actually be impacted by things and events. Um, I had to get involved with certain communities that would help me, that would give me resources, that would give me the life lessons, and that would give me the guidance that I would need in order to achieve my purpose in life. Mm. So I want to put that out there to remind you guys that you're not doing anything wrong. Um, mm. if, if stuff is just not going right and you're like, what is the reason? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> why is all this happening, God? Like, I do have 
some solid friends. Like I do have this, not saying that you don't have a solid friend group, but there could be one bad apple that spoils the bunch. Mm. Um, there could be, it. maybe it's not your friend group, but maybe it's the relationship that you're in. Maybe it's the coworker that you're always gossiping with. Like maybe it's just certain little things that God is trying to weed out of your life. And maybe it's not that. Maybe, like I said about it just having to be a weight because you need to make certain connections. You need to be involved with something specific. Um, There was a time between the weight that God gave me with this platform and today, I have got involved and joined a new Bible study group, a new community. I've become a leader on other different platforms. I've met new friends. Like I've met, made connections. I've built up my business plan even more than where it was when I paused. Like all of these events happen because God has to build us up and it all ties into our surroundings because we think, woe is me, like if something happens, but we don't understand that God is doing it intentionally. Mm. And we really got to give God more credit because our questions and the way that we think really like belittles him. Mm. And we talk as though we don't really know what he's doing. Like we know better than him. Mm. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. I had to realize like, wow, I had to go through all of this or this had to happen just so that I could be connected to that one missing piece of the puzzle of purpose. That I, I needed that one piece. Like I needed to get that one lesson just so that the vision can be complete. Right. I've had to have certain conversations with certain people so that I could be groomed and propelled into the right direction. And God may t- tell you to wait or pause on something for five years because you have to have that one missing piece to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And our time, it doesn't, God's time doesn't work like ours. Amen. We, <laughs> we think, okay, well, if we just need that one piece, then just, okay, give me the piece, God, and let's keep it moving. But you don't even know what he's blocking you from. Yeah. The the thing that our timing, we don't understand that I'm doing stuff in other people's lives, too. Mm. Maybe I'm ready for something, but maybe the other person to be connected to or not even person, but the opportunity that's supposed to come is not quite built. Mm. And so if you were to get that prematurely, it wouldn't it wouldn't be what God intended for it to be. With that being said we can do nothing by ourselves. Right. Uh, we need the team, the village, the community to help us get there. God places these things in our path as resources and tools to utilize. And yeah, we just, we can't do it by ourselves. That's why God created brother and sisterhood. He created relationships. 
He wants to see all of us succeed. We're not supposed to be alone. Uh, He needs us to be encouraged by one another. He needs us to be pushed by one another, to be groomed by our brothers and sisters so that we can be a healthy, good vessel for him. For him. When you was going back but uh before him, you was like his plan, his uh yes. his story, history. Yes. We history, that's what his story is. Is yeah. his story. But we take things out and we don't acclimate to the plan of the God, to the plan of God. The words say that he is the potter and we are the clay. We are the ones that are being molded by him. What is pottery? When the pottery gets done with pottery, it becomes a what? A vessel, mm. a vase, a cup. Uh, those are all vessels that are useful to the creator, which is God himself. With, when our, with our unbelief, we put God in a box. We do that because we don't believe and trust in his word. So we limit God's ability to move in our life because we don't trust him. Mm-hmm. But if we trust him, if we trust his plan, if we trust his work, if we trust his timing, that's really the hard part. Mm-hmm. Because we we get confused, we get lost in the timing of God. So we lose the ability to wait. Mm-hmm. You know, the provisions... And the resources are already in place. The Lord has given us all the provisions, all the resources. Mm-hmm. But he's strategically creating us to the person that can be a steward over the resources and the provision when he says, okay, now it's time for you to have it. Right. But we have to be molded and shaped into the one that can be the store of it when it comes. Because if we aren't good stewards, we'll throw it away. Mm-hmm. And then everything that he prepared will be given to the, you know, the word, not, the word says not to cast your pearls to swine. Not to get, it's not meat to give the masters food to dogs. But you have to be cultivated and molded into a person that would be a good store and not give it to swine when the Lord gives it to you. Mm-hmm. So that molding process is patience. That molding process is long suffering. That molding process is self-control. All of the fruits of the spirit, it molds you into somebody that can be a good store. But if we want to jump the gun and if we're not patient enough to wait on the plan of the Lord, we won't be ready and mm-hmm. if you're not ready, the Lord, he's not going to give it to you because mm. you're not prepared yet. You have to be useful to God and prepared for every good work. You have, it's, a, it's a double-fold meaning. And if you're not both because you haven't submitted yourself before the Lord, you haven't buffeted your body, you haven't uh, acknowledged him in all of his ways and allow him to direct your path, you're not going to get the resources that he's prepared for you because you have to do the work in accordance to God. Faith without works is dead. You can't just, you have to put your hands to the plow in order for God to give you the 
mule to do it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So <laughs> you, we, we have to be intentional, like your favorite word, intentional. Everything, it has to be intentional so that the Lord will trust us with the resources when he's giving it to us. Mm. But yeah. we want, <laughs> Rob, you always talk about, um, people want the glory of the position, but not the mm. of the call. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> people want the glory of the position, but not the suffering of the call. Mm. And we want all these things, and we just want the good life, and we want to be in our luxury and doing our thing and in our business and on the platform and the with the influence and just we don't want we everyone wants to be called and just yeah like um they want the glory yeah but with being called and we can't even get into all that in this episode because next episode but but there is a suffering that comes with the call. Exactly. And we'll get into it. We we'll get into it um throughout this series. We cannot give you guys all the good stuff right away. Because what do you always say, Rob? What do I always say? <laughs> Discovery is better than disclosure, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Discovery <laughs> is better than disclosure. So we are going to discover everything that needs to be discovered with being a proper healthy vessel um, so that we can in return be a good business owner be a good brother sister be a good um yes just be all the titles we cannot be all of those great titles if we are not healthy vessels amen do you have any final thoughts rob before we close out yeah i actually do got some like some little final thoughts uh going back to that idea of self-worth in order for us to be effective and efficient vessels that is so vital like if you at least from this episode if you remember anything from me janae said a bunch of gems but (laughs) you remember something from me I really need you to understand the importance of viewing yourself as God sees you. You will only accept abuse and you will only receive abuse because that's the only thing that you think you're worth. Mm. Miles Monroe said, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. And you will Mm. accept things that God never intended for you to have. And as you do that, you're chipping away at your vessel you're putting holes in your vessel, which then makes it unuseful because it's not able to hold the countenance of what it's supposed to hold, nor pour out efficiently what it's supposed to pour out. So mm-hmm. you have to view yourself as mighty through God, as a son and child of the Most High, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You have to view yourself as this. Because if you don't, you will accept partners that are narcissists. You accept friends that only uh, like you because what you do for them and is only based on your performance. But that's not the way that the Lord sees you. You know, we 
we have this performance mentality that is attached to our identity, but we need to separate who we are from what we do. Yeah. Example, just because you're a basketball player and you make a mistake on the court or you get a turnover, that doesn't mean that Rob Sanders Jr. is a terrible person and is a terrible person outside of the basketball court. I made a turnover while I was on the court, but once I step off the court, I'm Robert Sanders, Robert Sanders. While I'm on the court, I'm Robert Sanders, and I'm Robert Sanders, the basketball player. But mm -hmm. once I step off, my performance is not contingent on who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm totally separate from what I do. And, it, and this, is a, this is a problem. It's so many young men, just like me, who found their identity in their sport and what they did. And then once they didn't have the opportunity to play that no more, they didn't know who they were. They didn't know what they like to do. And they didn't know their value outside of putting a basketball through a net. And so it, it it crushed their whole world. It crushed their whole view of themselves because they weren't able to step on the court and put a ball through a net no more. And it that translates to so many other things. You're not a failure because you got a bad grade on a spelling test. You're not a failure because you got a bad grade on your chemistry test, on your nursing exam. It translates to everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to detach your identity from your performance because if you don't, you'll think you'll only see yourself as a failure, which is not what God sees you as. Failure is an event, is not a person. Mm -hmm. I am not a failure. What I did just so happened to fail this time. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make Robert Sanders Jr. or Janae Moore a failure. Because a certain task that I wanted to complete, I wasn't able to do it this time. So we have to view ourselves as God sees us. It's so important to be in a good vessel and an efficient, effective vessel. Yeah. And I get real passionate about this, so I can talk all day. I'm a, you know. That's good. And if we don't know all of those things that you just said, we will be easily influenced Mm. And we will allow the words and the actions of others to determine how we feel about ourselves. Wow. And when they say hurt people, hurt people, that's yeah. real. And yeah, like words, her actions hurt. But if we were deeply rooted in God and we knew not to take certain things personal and we knew that wow, that person, even though they're cussing me out right now, or even though they're calling me this, or even though this is happening to me, I'm going to pray for them because they must be going through something or they must have some damage in their spirit, mm. or they must have really went through something that makes them treat others this way. So if we can learn to shift our perspective and our mindset and we can learn to love and to forgive, then we can 
it will be just a little bit more easy to not take things personal and to no matter what still be that good healthy vessel for Christ Mm. amen so I want to end this episode with just showing some gratitude um, to my community and to the people who I love in my life that truly and initially inspired this episode Um, I just had this this moment of being so grateful, um, grateful for God putting me through hardship or allowing hardship and me getting to lean on certain people and having the friends that I have and having the community around me, having the mentor that I have. Um, I just had this moment of like, wow. I pray that everybody gets to experience this type of godly community Mm. because if I didn't have it, if I didn't have good people around me, if God wouldn't have let go or he didn't send away some of those other friends or if he didn't put me through this and I didn't have these people in my life right now, I would be lost. Mm. And we always say, like, yet without God, we would be lost. But God gives us the tools and the resources like we talked about for a reason, because he knows that we need tangible things on this earth. Mm, yeah. He knows that we need physical people to lean on right. and to talk to. And yes, God is enough all by himself. But he knows that we're also flesh and we also need people and relationships through Mm. all of the seasons that I've been through, all of the hardships, all of the challenges, the waits, the not yet, the the quote unquote failures. Mm -hmm. They've continued to lift me up. They've continued to pray for me without me asking, without me physically being there. With them, they still prayed for me. I knew that I was covered. Mm. And to have that covering is like a feeling like I can't even explain. Yeah. I was just thinking like the love that you have for your brother or your sister is an indicator of the love that you have for God. Mm-hmm. How can you say that you love somebody that you can't see which is who is a spirit in heaven when you don't even love your brother or you don't even love your sister right you're, like you can't say that you love god and you don't love the people that he put in your life right so the love that you have for everybody that's around you is an indicator of the love that you have for god love yeah. is the greatest commandment i just pray that everyone really gets to have that Um, To have that community, even if it doesn't have to be huge, it doesn't have to be big. It can be one or two. Actually take the time to become healthy vessels and check our surroundings and feed ourselves, feed our souls, our eyes, our ears, and get rid of the people and the things that are not pushing us towards our purpose 
and are not making us a good person and the best version of ourselves that God intended for us to be, then we can truly say, like, I can fully walk in my purpose. I could really be the best vessel for God that I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that everyone gets to experience that and that they are very intentional about this season that they're in and checking their surroundings. It can really be what God intended for them to be. And when you get rid of the toxic, Mm. the blessings, God can make room for the abundance. Mm. Write that down. The Holy Holy Spirit cannot dwell in an unclean place. This is good stuff, man. This is good stuff. We're going to be on this for a minute. Yeah. So our next episode, episode um, seven, is actually when we're going to get into the submission part. to How to effectively die to the flesh and submit to God. We're going to talk about being a good steward over the small things we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff so we're gonna stop this episode here and we're gonna pick back up next week um but before Mm. we go rob you have to pray for the listeners you have to Mm. out um just bless them and cover them so they can be vessels of honor amen Well, Father God, we know that you see and you know all things. Father God, we pray that we are continually in a place of thanksgiving and gratefulness for the things that we might and usually take for granted, such as the ability of our limbs and the soundness of our mind, the the countenance of our spirit. Many times we take those things for granted because we don't understand the value of them. But those things are who we are, but we don't understand that is who we are. And we just see everything that's going on around us and we lose sight of the greatness and the awe that you are and that you give to us on a daily basis. So Father God, we pray that you help us to understand the awesomeness of who you are the greatness of who you are, how stable you are, how you are unmovable, unshakable. And we can latch on to that steadfastness and that unmovability. And Father God, we pray that there is something that was in this episode that every single listener is able to latch on to and that they're able to use for the rest of their life so that they themselves can become vessels of honor, that they'll realize the self-worth that is attached to who they are, and that they'll separate their identity from their performance, and that they'll love themselves enough to trust the facts that you know about them over the opinions that people think about them, and that they realize that failure is an event and it is not a person all of these truths are things that we don't really realize but it's so vital to being a useful vessel that's prepared for every good work and that's exactly what we want to be 
So we come before you boldly. We come before your throne of grace to receive grace in the time of need. And we do it boldly. We're not timid. We're not fearful. We're not shying away of anything that you have for us. Because we know that there is so much greater when we submit ourselves to you. So we just want to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before you, which is our reasonable service. It ain't even like nothing crazy. That's just what is reasonable because you have done so much for us. You have forgiven us. You have uh, made us blameless in the sight of God. You have given us all of these blessings that we did not deserve. And we can just go on, on and on and on forever of all the gratefulness and the great things that you have done for us. And as we leave this place, but never your presence, we ask that you give us peace that passes all understanding. That even in the chaos of this world, that you give us a peace in our spirits, in our minds, that some people may call crazy because this world is unjust, is cruel, but in you, there is fullness and there is fullness of joy. So we'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Oh, we pray that you edify Janae back in the spirit of what she gave out. We know that when we minister and that we pour out our, our countenance, we know that we need to be built back up and edified back up in our most holy faith. So we pray that you build her back up in, in her strength in her vitality, in her in her spirit, so that she's able to tackle the rest of the day with a smile on her face. And me as well. And uh, we'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rob. That was so good. Thank you no for problemo. everything. Um, this was a really great combo, and I'm very excited for the rest of this series, I know it's going to be some good stuff. Um, so, again, I want to remind everyone to be back next week for episode seven, Submission. And I want to also remind you to go spend some time with God. Pray specifically about the things you need to clean up in your surroundings. Um, pray that God removes the things out of your life and the people out of your life that are not going to serve you for the rest of your life mm. um, and be intentional about spending time with him so that you can be the vessel that he has created and intended for you to be. Um, so we got to do the work outside of this, but the podcast is a good place to start and we will see you back next week for our submission talk.